Welcome to Being a Successful Leader with Carl Welty. Carl is a leadership pioneer with years of challenging leadership and consulting experience. Here's Carl with some valuable insights, practical and proven methods for being a successful leader. Welcome to uh, another episode of uh, Being a Successful Leader. Carl Welty here, your host. We've got 26 episodes uh, uh, spread a week apart. Each uh, episode is 15 minutes to uh, a half hour. And the intent of this series is to provide you with valuable insights and practical and proven know-how on leadership, leading to with application, uh, helping you be a, a get, gain greater clarity, confidence, and, and uh, competence in, in being a leader. Uh, the series, the episodes are divided into uh, three uh, or, or revolve around three, what I call imperatives, imperatives of successful leadership. The first imperative is starts with you, the leader, and that's all about being a skillful, self-aware leader. And then we move to the second of the three, and that's a formulating and executing a sound strategy, uh, just who we are, what we stand for, the identity. And then move on to uh, setting a direction, which is uh, uh, visioning and then strategies and then actions behind that. And then, of course, executing, which is extremely important. Then the third of the three is uh, uh, creating a, a culture of commitment. You need people to s- sign on and be enthusiastic about achieving the sound strategy. Where we're at now is the, uh, uh, moving to the tail end of the uh, sound strategy, the middle uh, imperative. And in there, uh, we uh, have gone through what I call the four uh, methods, or not methods, but four uh, steps, if you will, in uh, the narrowing uh, process, the focusing process of of setting direction. Uh, we, We went through situation analysis. This is all about getting your bearings, what's out there in your external environment that's relevant and uh, a fodder for your uh, success uh, or your critical success uh, uh, strategies. And then uh, looking at your internal environment in terms of just where where do we stack up in achieving this? And you combine the external and internal and come up with a critical few uh, areas of uh, potential strategy. You convert those into the next step, which is visioning and uh, the, uh, the win statements that you derive from your critical uh, uh, few uh, areas of focus turn into vision elements, which becomes the bedrock of a translatable, actionable vision, which is so key to this. You wrap that with an umbrella statement, a vision statement. Then you move on to uh, developing strategies for each of the vision elements. Put that on a, a list there, of uh, a strategic path. And then uh, you move that into a master plan, which becomes your guiding document for you and your leadership team. You take the strategies and you, you sign accountability. You sequence them, which is very important. We went all through this. Sequence them then and uh, have accountability, uh, a strategy champion, if you will, and then uh, uh, timelines. And then you wrap up with actions. And that's where we're at now, action planning, divided into two different pieces. And action planning uh, have five uh, steps. Uh, uh, project specifications, which is defining success implementation opportunities and challenges, which is looking ahead and say, what's in front of us here? And then the wisdom you gain from that, plowing that into your planning process. Those two I covered last episode, and that I called action planning project specifications. Today, we uh, do the last three steps, which is the work breakdown structure, and then followed by a work plan, 
and then team agreements. And that I call uh, the uh, action planning, the work planning. Uh, now, uh, again, I encourage you to go to the website, wealthy.com, and you can pick up on any of the past episodes there. Just go over to Leadership Resources, scroll down, and you can click on the uh, the podcast uh, bar there, and you can uh, instantly go and, and capture any of the past uh, episodes, which I think is very valuable. In addition, I encourage you to grab a copy, if you haven't already, of my book, in this particular case, Making and Fulfilling Your Dreams as a Leader. It complements what we're talking about here very well, gives you more detail, gives you graphs, charts, examples, and uh, also uh, serves as a, an ongoing reference. How to order the book is, is right there. You just click on the vendor you want to, and it takes you right to the page to order. Okay, so let's get started uh, with the uh, uh, work planning part of uh, the action planning. Uh, as I mentioned before, action plans are scalable. Uh, it depends on the complexity of your action plan. There's a difference between importance and and uh, uh, complexity or detail, you may have a very, very, very important strategy that you and your leadership team just need to commit to and with due diligence follow. You don't need a lot of detailed planning on the thing, but you need the commitment. On the other hand, whether it's as important or less important or more important, some uh, of your strategies really require you to get down to brass tacks and lay out a, a detailed plan. But it's scalable. In the five uh, uh, steps I mentioned in crafting a, a, an action plan. Uh, the project specification step, I think, always has to be there. You need to find success and then look down the road and what's, what's, what's ahead for us and how can we, uh, identify that and maybe plan for that. The, uh, third step and fourth step are structures, work breakdown structure, which can lead to, if you need to go that far into a work plan, those are, uh, uh, very flexible and, uh, you don't, uh, need both of them. You, many times you do, and I encourage you, but again, you can stop at a work breakdown structure uh, and uh, not go to a detailed work plan. The last one, team agreements, which is uh, uh, identifying accountabilities to one another on your project team or your leadership team, and then the uh, the uh, commitments and the accountability. That should go for all of your action plans. Okay, step three of the five steps I mentioned uh in the action planning process, so the way I define it, is a work breakdown structure. It comes right out of project management. Uh, some of you, I'm sure, are familiar with it. And and what we've done here is you have your project specifications already, and you have looked down the road and, and taken a look at what's ahead and, and identified those things and perhaps ready to plow those into your planning. The work breakdown structure would be the next step and that, that's uh, uh, what it is, is a methodology for identifying and grouping the various work packages that lies ahead, the work packages and the related tasks that would fall under each of the work packages. Most times, three levels of work, work breakdown structure is, is really efficient. The first level is the objective. Uh, you would find the objective back there in the first step in my action planning process, which is the uh, project specifications. You had the objective and then you had desired outcomes. So you had the objective and then you uh, take a look at what are the logical work packages that we have to go through to accomplish this. And then under each of those work packages, what is the relevant task under each? That should serve you many times very, very well, just that work breakdown structure. And uh, in terms of uh, moving from that onto your execution, uh, but sometimes it's not enough, and then we take that and, and detail it out into a work plan, which I'll describe in, in just a second. 
So that's the work breakdown structure, three levels. Um, and you can use uh, the tools that we've described before, like goal analysis and uh, the uh, group application of that, the affinity diagram, to help sort things out. Once you have your objectives, sort out, making jottings and sort them on into logical groupings, and those become your work packages. Again, refer back to past uh, episodes uh, if uh, you didn't catch that, or the book. The book the very good on this. A quick example of uh, work breakdown structure. Uh, this would be a, pro- uh, a, a group I worked with some time ago. Uh, the project objective was this is a large organization and it had to do with the importance of, of training. It was actually a nuclear power plant. So safety is very, very important and training is very, very important for all people aboard. So they wanted to streamline the training, but not risk any safety measures, if you will. And so they wanted to really uh, be more efficient and effective in the training, but keep that safety number one. So working with the team there, the project team, they came up with four work packages. One is project formulation. The second was getting started. The third was data gathering and analysis. And the fourth was the recommendations that came out of all of that. So those are the four uh, packages, work packages. And then under each, I won't go through all the details, but there are tasks listed. For example, in project formulation, it's a lot of the stuff we talked about. The uh, project specifications, uh, the project charter to charter the team, and identification of, of, again, implementation opportunities and challenges. Under getting started was the uh, selecting the project team, initial meeting, which was important, which I facilitated, uh, craft uh, team agreements and accountability. Uh, the third work package, data gathering analysis, was uh, developing the future state. This is called gap analysis. What does it look like out there? What are the elements of the future state? Wind statements again. Uh, and to uh, develop the current state, what does it look like now? And then to look at the gap between the future desired state and the current state, and from that plot strategies to close the gap. Very good process, gap analysis. And then out of all that came the recommendations after they went through and did their work. They crafted the recommendations as a task, present the recommendations to top management, and then uh, got approval, authorization, and then develop an implementation plan. So those are your four work packages to give you an example of this uh, particular project and the tasks, uh, sampling of tasks underneath each. Okay, the next structure would be a work plan. This is taking your work breakdown structure and getting more detailed when you need to. And the uh, work plan I'm going to give you, the structure, will serve you very, very well in most instances, uh, probably more than you need. Uh, once in a while, you know, with very, very large projects, construction projects, and so forth, they will actually even, even have project planning teams whose uh, task it is to develop these detailed project plans. And then the constructors, builders, and so forth will then use them. And uh, they, of course, work, collaborate on that. But a work plan is a methodology for sequencing and detailing the specific work to be done and related accountabilities, timing, and resources needed to complete the work to achieve the project objective. Uh, again, uh, I'll go through that with you, and this will serve you, I think, quite well. If need be, there's software programs and that sort of thing if you need a lot more detail. But the, the rudiments are the same, and uh, what we're going to describe here will be, uh, even if you use software programs, will be the heart of your work plan. So three uh, parts to a work plan, program, schedule, and resource uh, allocation. 
program, schedule, and resource allocation. The program is is exactly what it sounds uh, like. It's the steps. Sometimes there's phases, and under the phases, steps, you know, phase one, uh, step one, two, three, four, and so forth. Uh, so they're the sequence of steps, and then the accountability for each of the steps. This would be the, uh, on, a, on a sheet of paper, this would be the initial, if you will, of your uh, of who's going to be accountable for that step. Remember, accountability we define as the obligation to achieve results. So that's your program. And then the schedule would be uh, uh, timelines, uh, the anticipated beginning and ending uh, for each of the steps. And you can take a piece of paper, and when you work with your project team, you probably don't want to hang paper on the wall, uh, use flip chart paper, what have you, and then condense it to probably a landscape uh uh, legal size paper and have it uh, uh, all in one piece there. Um, and then there's the resource allocation. Uh, what will it take for each of these steps? So you have your program, then you have your schedule, resource allocation. I have four elements there. People days. Uh, what is the estimated people date for this step? Is it just a, f- a few uh, people days or is it pretty massive? Uh, financial. What are the out- out-of-pocket costs? for this particular step. Uh, space and equipment, what kind of special space and equipment do we need for this step? And the final one is information. What kind of data uh, do we need uh, to complete this step? People days, financial, space and equipment, and information. You can see this is a pretty robust work plan and uh, really worth your effort. Again, as I mentioned last time, you want to go slow to go fast with you and your leadership team, your project team, and the dividends uh, you will reap by by on the front end, taking the time to go through the steps we're talking about here. And then the implementation time and quality will be much better as you go slow to go fast. All right. Uh, the uh, last uh, oh, project control we should talk about a little bit. Project control, then you have your your draft of your action plan here, uh, whether it's just a work breakdown structure or that plus a work uh, plan. And now you can say, well, how are we going to monitor this thing as we go along and modify work in progress? So that depends on, on the, the, your kind of project and your team and so forth. You might want to think about the progress review meetings. That's a definite. And so you might want to schedule there and, uh, and put that on the calendar. Project milestones. There may be some key milestone dates that you want to key up to come together and uh, t- monitor and perhaps modify your, your project or action plan or key dates. Those are some uh, ways of project control because you need due diligence. You just don't have the action plan to get going. You need to, your team to continually meet and hold each other accountable for achieving this project plan. So the last of my five steps is team agreements. Again, whether it's a, uh, a robust action plan or just uh, you and your leadership team agreeing, you know, for the next quarter to do certain things. Team agreements are all about commitments and uh, mutual accountabilities. Uh they are, as I define them, principles and ideas the leader, you and your team members deem essential to allow you to effectively work together and to manage the work to be done. Um, th- and this applies to any any project or uh, action plan that you have. Let me give you some example of what I'm talking about here and the importance of these. These are examples from different groups I've worked with in terms of giving you a, a taste of what uh, team agreements might uh, look like. Okay, here's one. Create a safe place where team members can express divergent points of view. 
I won't go into all the detail here, but uh, they want open openness and frankness and so forth. The accountability part of that, each time you have a commitment and accountability, is that speak up. And if you feel invalidated, we need to hear from you and clear up the situation when they occur. Also, we need to periodically discuss just how rigorous our team transparency is. Okay, here's another one. Uh, have growth mindsets. Remember in previous episodes, we talked about growth versus mix, fixed mindsets. Um, they wanted to uh, need to be willing and able to change our mental models based upon what's going on. We change and revise our assumptions, if you will. The accountability part of that was questioning each other when we seem or sense someone is being um, mired in a fixed mindset. Why are they thinking that way? Okay, another one. Uh, just do a couple more. Uh, come to team meetings prepared. Well, that's that's obvious. No slackers here. You got to do your homework. The accountability part is call each other out on ball dropping. You see, we don't penny punches here. You need to be very direct with this without getting emotional and accusatory. And the final example I'm going to give you at the end of each uh, team meeting, we agree on conclusions, actions, and and um, to be taken, and the communications to occur outside of this meeting. I mentioned this, I think, before in one of our episodes. That's my shorthand way of, instead of taking the, the detailed, uh, the, you know, transcriptions, and sometimes legally you have to do that, but in most of your meetings, what you really need is, what did we conclude today? Um, and uh, uh, who uh, the actions to be taken, the accountability, and then what do we talk about or not talk about outside of this meeting? Very, very handy summary that uh, you should definitely have for any of your uh, project meetings or if staff meetings and so forth. Okay. And uh, the accountability for that was to start each meeting with feedback regarding agreed to conclusions, actions to be taken, and related communication. So there you have it, uh, my five steps. And today we reviewed the uh, more of the uh, the planning steps. Uh, so I hope, again, this is meaningful to you and hope things are going well. Check out the book for, uh, you know, greater uh, understanding and, and uh, ongoing reference. And uh, we'll see you next time. Next time, we'll talk about the uh, execution part of, of sound strategy. Extremely important. You can do a great job of planning, but you got to, you know, when the rubber hits the road, you got to uh, be there and uh, have due diligence executing your plan. Till then, uh, you take care. Take care.